Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hello. Sue, why are you surprised? Yeah. Why do you sound shocked that you're on the radio right now? We've been talking off air for like an hour. I know. I think it would be enough time but to prepare yourself. Off. <laughs> I drifted off. <laughs> Two Siamese cats. What can I say? Oh yeah, they uh, they have it. powerful soporific fields. It's true. Uh, well, they are just devils, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Well, they're I cats. don't know what I've done here. They're cats. <laughs> they so cats. yes, they are oh. hateful creatures that we love so much. The most adorable uh. little murder machines ever. Yep. Oh. Just keep oh. feeding. <laughs> Just keep Hear feeding them, and uh, they won't eat you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, buddy? You're adorable. Anywho, uh, <laughs> if you uh, want to get in touch with us, tell us about your cats or even, I don't know, dogs or some other weird animals you live yeah, with. We don't dogs. care about dogs. Get them out yeah. of here. No, we love dogs. Get them we out of here. Dogs. Now, Doggos. My Sammy's cats are out in the patio, so they can't hear me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'd love to hear from you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> email is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com uh, or at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Also, civilpoliticsradio.com is our website with links to previous episodes of the show and things we talk about and supplemental episodes. And, um, you know, somewhere on there, uh, uh, John keeps threatening to hide a secret archive of dumb of recordings of me saying stupid things. So that's yeah, the show archive. Oh, that's the oh. that's it's just the show. Our, that's oh, I think it's bigger than our <laughs> just show click archive. Play. Just click play. Uh, <laughs> we have an archive going back years. Uh, that's that's the uh, I've cut it together, and for some reason, it sounds like the regular show. It's odd. Uh yeah yeah that's uh my bad you set him up I'll knock him down Mike okay well uh let's move on to a happier topic like the ongoing crimes against humanity in the in Ukraine yay yay Uh, actually. Actually, I will start start us off on a on a slightly happier note. Uh, In a more charming time, um, a friend of mine just pointed out to me: if you go on to Netflix, you can find the sitcom "Servant of the People," starring Vladimir Zelensky as a you know kind of a schlubby school teacher who uh, winds up becoming the you know getting put up as kind of a I don't know a joke or protest candidate or whatever. Uh, you know, a puppet uh, of some rich oligarch, and winds up uh, becoming a uh, becoming president of the com- of the country on a platform of fighting corruption, and I don't know, does an okay job of it apparently. So yeah, I mean, you know, I've only watched a little bit of it, but it seems kind of funny and charming, and at the same time, it's also 
you know, it was kind of interesting to see, to see like, you know, this grown man running around begging his mom because he still lives at home with his parents, you know, which is which is fine. But I mean, he's going around <laughs> begging his mom to iron his shirt before work. And I'm like, dude, there's an iron right there. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a historical, uh, you know, keepsake, that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So uh, how about that ongoing horrible war and um, the the horror of it? How about yeah. that? I don't like it. Thumbs yeah. down. Dislike. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I think we need we need to do something more. Well, you, you know who? But, but then uh, I'm a hawk, so. You know who apparently doesn't seem to mind it that much? Uh, our Coke Industries. Oh, Coke! Just, I thought you were going to say Coca Cola because they pulled K-O-C-H. out of Russia. K O C H. No, Charles Coke, the yeah. uh, the Coke uh, brothers. Well, he's the only like uh, the other Coke brother died, I believe, last year. Aren't there three of them? Isn't there one that's uh, uh, not maybe? I, I don't uh, know. The, there. I mean, politically, there were two of them. Yeah. And if there's a third one, they it, like dude was just hanging out, just being. Yes, but uh, you know, <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't it, the fellow whose money, one. whose family money came from providing for the Nazis during World War II, uh, is now happy to continue to prov- uh, have his one of his subsidiaries uh, do whatever some kind, whatever kind of industry they do. I I, I forget, but there's an article in CBS that I uh, uh, was looking at that talked about this. Mm. Uh, so. Well, I thought the third brother was married to Anna Nicole Smith. Um, I don't know. Um, very famously, and his family prevented her from inheriting any of the money when he died. He, she married, he was 80 and she was like 24 and, um, quite beautiful. Yeah. I remember Anna Nicole Smith, you know, I mean, I'm, (laughs) I'm over 50. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm old enough. Okay, I'm going to start talking about Marilyn Monroe in a minute. So you better, you know, we better. I, anyway, I, I'm brothers. quite familiar with Marilyn Monroe, but she is before my time, sadly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so the Koch brothers are fine with what Russia's doing? Uh, well, apparently, uh, you know, I'll uh, email the link over so you guys can or, or put it in the chat. That works. And that way uh, you can um, uh, include it in the show notes. But, yeah, basically there's a, uh, a Coke Industries um, subsidiary called like, I don't know, what is it? Uh, Guardian Industries has two industrial glass manufacturing plants in Russia that employ about 600 people. You know, So I guess huh. that's a small part of his overall company, but because uh, supposedly – uh, the Coke Industries is the second largest privately owned business in America with $115 billion in annual revenue. Huh. All right. So that's that's what CVS yeah, says. I, thought they're, I didn't know they had glass making facilities. So good to know. I mean, the whole Russia, I imagine it can make a lot of things. <laughs> so Coke subsidiary, you know, Guardian, 
Uh, Coke subsidiary Guardian Industries has two industrial glass manufacturing plants in Russia and employ about 600. Outside of Guardian, Coke uh, employs 15 people in Russia, according to the company. And they say, uh, while Guardian's business in Russia is a very small part of Coke, uh, we will not walk away from our employees there or hand over these manufacturing facilities to the Russian government so we can operate and benefit from them. Uh, This is from Dave... Dave Robinson, president, CEO, COO of Coke Industries. Um, he call they call uh, the Russian attack on Ukraine an affront to humanity that violates our company's values and principles. Yeah, okay. Um, and also said that he also said that the company has provided financial assistance to workers and their families from Ukraine and others other aid to those affected neighboring countries. To be clear. <laughs> One more paragraph. To be clear, Coke companies are complying with all applicable sanctions, laws, and regulations governing our relationships and transactions within all countries where we operate. We will continue to closely monitor the situation and keep you updated as needed. Mm. I mean, the companies that pulled out are still paying their employees. Yeah. You know, that's good. Like um, Starbucks and those guys, and trying to help, help them get out if they want to or whatever they want to do. But. Um, you know, if they want to stay in Russia, that's fine. But if they if they didn't want to, so some of the companies are you know just just paying their mm. employees. But and Russia has said they're going to nationalize some of the factories, or at least they threatened it briefly. So maybe that's why they said they didn't want to abandon their glass making plant. Yeah, honestly, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Like that's a that's a that's a move from from the Russian government. Just kind of falls in line with yeah. everything else. Yeah, they're, they're seizing commercial commercial jets and so yeah, forth. It's not surprising to me. Yeah, Actually, one I thing I... that does for the future, because once you start to do that in the country, nobody will invest in you anymore. I mean, it's not like anybody's investing now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But they're going to be financially like out in the wind future. for for a few years, I think, at least. Yes. Let's hope that everybody doesn't just cover it over and say it's all good. Because sometimes, yeah, you know, we all do that. They'll do that. One thing, <laughs> I thought, uh, one thing I thought was an interesting uh, uh, move that the Russians are apparently making that could uh, – uh, or actually – well, the Russians are doing a thing and, and the Saudi government is doing a thing too, which I thought was kind of interesting. It could be sort of part of a – uh, a sea change that's that's happening here uh, because of this war, but uh, apparently uh, uh, Russia is you know stepping up uh, uh, doing business with China because it's one of the few countries that, that will continue to do business with them, particularly exporting oil and natural gas, and apparently uh, Saudi Arabia is looking into setting up. Uh, a uh, petro, you know, petroleum exchange uh, denominated in yuan. Oh boy! So oh, that you know, something. you can so that countries around the world yeah. can use the the Chinese currency for their Thanks. oil transactions, as opposed to just you know the U.S. dollar. So, you, you know, years ago they talked China and Russia were talking about a different reserve currency. Yeah. And um, especially it was like around 2008, 2009, when we had that, you know, mm-hmm. it was yep. clear that our derivatives and everything that we screwed with the market. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the first step towards that because that takes care of some of the problem for Russia. Well, wow. it's, it, it is it is interesting because if there if there if the U.S. dollar wasn't going to be the sole reserve currency, I think I thought the obvious candidate for number two was the euro. But it'd be interesting. I mean, China being what it is, I could easily see the yuan becoming, you know, a major currency and something that yep. people want to hold around the world. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of Chinese money floating around, especially in like um, Africa and and um, and uh, Europe, like a lot of investments in Europe and America as well. Like, it, yeah, um, but, I mean, they are the next biggest uh, sure. um, economy. So that that makes sense. But what's, Especially it, what's the interesting hold they have on their finances. But what's what's interesting is the Chinese investments in Africa, I believe, are, you know, denominated in U.S. dollars. Because mm. that's that's what it means to be the global reserve currency. Everybody's yeah. like, well, you know, we want we want dollars. So, you know, when yeah. Finland and oh. uh, 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 Brazil, you know, do a uh, uh, you know, Lingonberry Jam for Brazil nuts, you know, exchange or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, uh, you know, they, they're still doing business in U.S. dollars. Yeah. So. Well, in Africa, I mean, just like China around the world is looking for resources that are disappearing. So mm. they're they're very sophisticated in that way. But that's interesting. And Saudi's in on that, huh? Saudi Arabia. Well, I, I, I mean, I imagine that yeah. they're probably looking to hedge their bets. Um, yep. And uh, Mr. Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, uh, uh, we, I, I think we can be pretty sure that uh, Xi Jinping is much less fussed about murdering journalists than Joe Biden. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, so apart from that, uh, uh, Sue, there was something you were telling me you were, you were saying about uh, Ukraine earlier, and I'm forgetting what it was. But um, that they're promoting the uh, the creation of U24, which is a other group besides NATO, the UN, to stop pandemics, and um, Zelensky sort of proposing that, but that's in conflict with. What the Turkish and the Israelis uh, are saying about them negotiating plans between or negotiating conditions between Ukraine and and Russia. So there's been two reports of that this week. The Israelis told they'd started a plan. And and today, well, Thursday, the St. Patrick's Day, um, Turkey said that they'd announced a plan and they both have all the same points in them. So hard to know who's. I guess whoever it is, it's Zelensky and Putin, you know, across from each other. But yeah, it's very, um, they're saying that Ukraine's agreed to be neutral, um, i.e. not join NATO, uh, that they've agreed to language about denazifying, which is offensive, but Ukraine said, okay. Um, <laughs> they're like, we don't really uh, have a big Nazi problem. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a problem, but that's offensive. Yeah. And yeah, then it they is. want, um, Putin wants um, them to protect the Russian language, which they're okay with. But then Russia's demanding parts of eastern Ukraine. Um, they want the Crimea permanently, which is really southern. Yeah. And Putin 
want Zelensky to meet him face to face, which I'd be afraid of doing that, given how many people he's poisoned or shot on the on the road of the road. Yeah. So I don't know how many of those how many how many of those people he's poisoned or shot personally, but not in person, but you know, who knows? But so that's sort of where it stands at the moment. But I think they've I think um from what I understand the the advancements in the um in the um war that Russia's been sort of uh stuck where they are. They control some parts of east, some parts of north, and some parts of south Ukraine, but they're not making a lot of inroads and they've circled a bunch of cities. But I think the Ukrainians are holding them at bay and didn't they just vote another eight we we just vote another eight hundred million dollars i think it wasn't this week. Uh, it wasn't voted uh president biden said he was using uh you know uh it, gonna you release know, it to the him. inherent executive powers uh granted by because you know the foreign policy is the purview of the uh of the president you know basically doing something he's he's empowered to do with money he's already authorized to spend so that's what he's doing yeah, yeah. Well, and the and the weapons, um, they're still fighting over the jets, from what I understand. But uh, it was interesting what they're going to send them that's new. Sorry, I'm just looking for it quickly here. And, of course, do I have it? Um, uh, radar-guided a- anti-aircraft systems is what I heard them talking about. Um, yeah. You know, stuff that, can, that allow them to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the point of the S three hundred is it's it's not a um, you know a man portable a man pad system, but uh, it's a Russian made system. So a lot of the you know Ukraine will have soldiers who know how to operate it already, and it's a radar guided system so with uh, more powerful rocket motors. So it's capable of shooting down uh, planes flying at a much higher altitude. Uh, which is, you know, which has been a problem because, uh, uh, from what I can gather, Russia has either been flying very low-level uh, uh, air-to-ground attacks, um, you know, or from very high altitude. Um, so, being able to take out the mm-hmm. high-altitude uh, planes as they drop bombs on, you know, movie theaters or whatever is probably a probably something they want to do. Horrifying. Um, and I've heard the SA-8 is an old Russian version of that that might also be given by our um, by our colleagues in NATO. Uh, they- stingers, they're going to give them hundreds more. Uh, javelins, they can make um, one to two miles. But new, they're going to add an armed drone, which can go about six miles. They're calling oh. them kamikaze drones. They're not, they don't have smart weapons on them, but they're smart. And I guess they've got explosives on them. And they haven't mentioned the switchblade, which is a drone that actually carries a um, targeted missile, which goes a lot further. But so it's, I mean, I guess they don't have to necessarily say everything they're going to give to them, but um, I just hope they do it soon. Didn't you send us, you sent us an article, Mike, that said that um, we're, we're, our factories that make these things, there's, there might be some question about how fast we can produce more, some of these, some of these uh, guided, um, weapons of war. So in, yeah, yeah, these Iowa? these uh, in Iowa. Yeah, uh, just I don't know. It's <clears throat> kind of in the weeds, but I thought it was was interesting. Just the uh, uh, someone was suggesting like there's one factory where we make a lot of the critical components for 
Stinger anti-aircraft and Javelin anti-tank missiles. And we've got a big stockpile, but we're sending a ton of it off to Ukraine. So if we want to maintain our stockpile, the factory will have to work harder. And uh, and the article then starts speculating about like, ooh, you know, you know, will Putin launch a sabotage operation to destabilize the factory? Will they need to step up security? And I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, you know, which they've Obviously, done in Europe, right? They actually have had a few attacks on. Um, apparently, um, yeah, which is something, something I hadn't heard about. But apparently, there have no. been instances of uh, mysterious explosions attributed to sabotage at arms depots in Eastern Europe, uh, which over the past few years, which I hadn't heard about. But all right, yeah. I don't know. It that's. It's. I mean, it, on the one hand, it's absolutely fascinating to sort of uh, uh, see the nitty gritty details of how the world works and and these uh, maneuverings and whatnot. And on the other hand, it's uh, it's just really tiresome, actually. You know, and I, it's a, it's a thing that really has struck me a lot about um, a lot of the news over the past few years. Um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a particularly powerful example but uh i i also it's a thing i sort of increasingly see uh you know with uh measures in like florida and texas to like make it harder for people to uh uh get an abortion or help trans uh people be their authentic selves or you know maybe have the police stop you know randomly killing people who aren't light skinned like me and it's just it's just the what is the point what you're just making things bad for everybody and it's not really going to get you anything that's really worth having you you know it's not going to make your life better it's not going to make you happy it's just going to make everything crappy and it's going to hurt a lot of people and it's going to make them miserable and what's the point why are you bothering with all this it's such a waste of time and energy and you know you're, you're putting you're, you're spending all this effort and what you're instead of like having something nice you're having a pile of rubble that used to be an apartment building great why you know you you mentioned gender there in your passing and I think hmm. we talked about this before we were on the air, but um, Moshe Gessen, who was uh, yeah. surviving, mm -hmm. surviving autocracy, she was being interviewed, I think this morning or late last night. And, you know, all our news um, stations are talking about Putin criticizing the oligarchs. So he started to call them traitors if they need a villa in Miami or on the French Riviera. And there's a sentence that all the news, every news station had sort of the same statement, which was quoting Putin and how they, um, if they can't live without all this stuff, then uh, the traitors to Russia, which is sort of like cutting off the very oligarchs that have supported him and they've all gotten rich. And he's got a, he's got a yacht that he moved from somewhere to Turkey, I think, or to Istanbul. Mm. Um, but. Moshe Gessen was saying that the sentence that people have been saying is missing the last the last clause says it's not just French Riviera and oysters. It actually, he said, and gender freedom. So he's criticizing the oligarchs because they need their gender freedom and their French Riviera and their villa in Miami. Um, it, it's, you know, it, 
it's funny that all our why our news stations are dropping that last phrase. And that's the only place I heard it was she was actually being um, they were actually being interviewed on MSNBC, I think, late last night. So um, just just a little oddity that our our you know, all it is is the last clause that they've dropped. But for some reason, they're dropping it. So maybe it's, you know, you get the point with oysters, I guess, that need the modern the modern world. There are um, a couple uh, places that have that have included that line. Um, I just found it on NPR, but it's not a lot, um, mm. which I, yeah. which is and surprising. I, and I didn't hear it in the talking, you know, because I watched NPR pretty much. I well, I record it if I'm not home, so I can listen to it later. I didn't hear them say it. Uh, I'm looking on the but, on you know, the website. Have, uh, yeah, so they probably and sometimes know. it's just for shortness so that they yeah. get everything in. Did you hear um, Zelensky's speeches? Uh, was to the UK last week, us. This week and then uh, Germany um, Wednesday, I think was uh, or might have been Thursday. Uh, he spoke to Germany, but in every case he did, they were Zoom meetings. But for us, he talked about nine eleven and Pearl Harbor. <laughs> for for um, the UK, he talked about um, the same that Churchill did. You know, we'll fight him on the beaches. You know, uh-huh. in the woods. Well, uh-huh. You know, very uh-huh. very. I mean, very smart. And to the Germans, he spoke about how they um, Reagan had said, tear down this wall and that Putin is putting up the wall and that if they really care about it, the Germans should be so motivated. But when you look at him, when he's giving his speeches, at least the one on Germany, he has, he wears like a green uh, military t-shirt. I don't know if you've seen it. It's just a t-shirt, you know, and he's a muscly guy. So it looks, it looks pretty good. But I noticed um, today, I think, um, Actually, it was St. Patrick's Day. Uh, on his T-shirt, he had, it looked like it could have been an iron cross, the Maltese, Maltese cross, or it could have been a four-leaf clover. And his T-shirt's always green, so hard to know, but you guys didn't see it. You don't know what you, mm. you, you can comment yeah. on it. Yeah, it's just a little, it's over his heart. It's like a little um, insignia. So... Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see it, so I, I, I can't comment. Um, as far as you yeah. know, President Zelensky, as far as what he's wearing, the only comment I saw was some person on Twitter who promptly became the butt of everyone's joke because he was saying he was criticizing Mr. Zelensky for you know just wearing a green T-shirt. It's like you're addressing the United States Congressman. Put on a suit and tie, <laughs> for God's sakes. And it's and people are saying you know he he, he is military. in the middle of fighting a war. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's a, it's people are trying guard. to find I mean, him and kill him. I mean, come on. <laughs> at least he took off his body armor to talk to him, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. He's not like, you know, actually hiding in a foxhole or something. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, he's very brave. Oh, my God, is he brave? Hmm. Well, because they're just dropping bombs on a lot of these cities and they're just and i think are they going to refer them for um war crimes i forget they they already did and the international court of criminal justice already ruled against them already said this is an illegal invasion and ordered russia to stop i mean obviously they can't enforce it so it's 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 a it's a you know uh you know shaking a finger from the teacher but you know it is nevertheless a uh 
international court that Russia, in theory, recognizes the authority of. So, but we're actually, no, you know, what else we need to recognize the authority of is uh, uh, that it's the halfway point of the show, and we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Uh, keep the FCC happy, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. And we're doing it in daylight time. Yay! The incorrect time, yes. Well, the <laughs> the the clock mode that I prefer personally. I just <laughs> you know. I just want to remind everybody that daylight savings time is a shift away from normal time. Well, it's away from the normally standardized time. Yes. Which itself is a is a convention. Uh time is a construct, yes, I understand. Yeah, well, I just hate it. <laughs> just hate it. You hate you, you, you hate this you hate this time setting? Yes. Oh okay. so much. Well just 
go really fast and you'll have time dilation. You'll be all Oh fast. yeah. I'll just keep I'll just keep moving fast. That's what I do. <laughs> yes. That's my speed, I have an ability to move fast. <laughs> when, you get, <laughs> when you get uh, to the speed of light, you'll be all set. Oh yeah. I for some reason I um my body my my circadian rhythm thing does not accept any shifts. So I always like wake up late during daylight savings time and I I feel like I'm an hour late for everything. It's weird. Hmm. Well, also, I hate the sun. So there's, there's that. that. But <laughs> I hate summer. But uh, it's it's really odd because like when we shift back to standard time, then I wake up at the right time and I'm not I'm not exhausted as much. Well, hmm. I I wish we'd pick one or the other. And me um, too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Three. Me three. Right. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I remember when they moved it four weeks. This is going back probably ten years, fifteen years. Uh, it was added, during the Bush um, administration. The second yeah, they, Bush. Yeah. And they, oh, and they moved it, and all the all the applications in all the world had to get rewritten. Mm-hmm. Because they were all written for when the time actually changes, and then they moved it four weeks. So they had to redo all that work. And it's just like, what a waste of time. Why did they move it four weeks from when it was, you know? Just get rid of it. So here we are. and or, or Just um, get rid I of think, it or just keep it forever. One or the other, but just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pick, it is, it is annoying one. to change. Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous. Well, and it's unhealthy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the Senate has approved the Daylight Protection Bill, or the um, uh, something the daylight something, and uh, it is to stand like to make daylight savings time be standard, uh, starting in twenty twenty three. Um, uh, so hopefully, um, that will pass the that'll get introduced and pass the House, um. Hopefully, please God. (laughs) I just really want it. They won't set the clock back in November of 2023. They'll just leave it. Basically, yeah, they um, they uh, uh, they wanted to do in 2023 because they wanted to give industries like the airline industry and everything time to prepare and everything. So that makes sense, honestly. Um, Yeah, but the yeah um. Well, hospitals have a really tough time with it. Hospitals have a really tough time with it because all the automated systems. So let's say you um, take a blood test Mm -hmm. and you take it at 11, but then the clocks change and it gets resulted before it actually was taken. The applications lose their minds. So they do all this work around daylight savings times because you can't, you know, and you have emergencies that cross over midnight to, you know, when the time switches on that Saturday night, it's a nightmare. So it'll be great to leave it alone. Uh, they it's have to called, change all the applications to do this. It's called the um, the daylight the Sunshine Protection Act. Oh, uh, that that is which would permanently extend daylight savings time from eight months to the full twelve months. It was introduced uh, in January twenty twenty one. Um. But and it's reintroduced by uh, Marco Rubio, who is for some reason is leading the charge, has been leading the charge on this. Um, 
he's he he and keeps, Florida has so much sunshine. He was um he was tweeting about it like last year. He was tweeting about it a ton. Like time to change, yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's um, I'm I'm really like choose one, just choose one, uh, <laughs> because it is it is unhealthy, it is dangerous, it is a waste of time. It has always been a waste of time, uh, and it's just. Ugh, just dumb um but yeah it we would change to uh the daylight savings time so the time that we are in right now would become the standard there are uh people for some reason that are arguing against it for some reason the 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 commerce like chamber of commerce of like convenience stores they're against it um oh. i asked my friend about it and they're like yeah they they probably sell a lot of coffee <laughs> like oh yeah that's true um, which, yep. <laughs> but yeah. at least 70 percent of the country just wants it to stop uh yeah. it just they just want it to stop just caught myself there so yeah it's just ugh. there's no reason for it just stop for the love of christ Anyway. Oh, you know, <laughs> you do it so the kids could work in the field after school, but we're long past that, hmm. where the school children are working in the field after school. So in the summer, it's yeah, it's bizarre. I forget well, there's there's quite a history to it. But. Yeah. Well, you know, what we have stopped doing. Um, I don't. Senator Rubio apparently pulled some little trick to get this uh, passed through the Senate unanimously, uh, which I thought was kind of clever. But um, yeah, apparent- unanimous consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And since nobody objected, it therefore passed unanimously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, but I understand nobody was there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand that they were yeah a little quiet. But the um, the thing that uh, I think is much more serious that we have stopped because Congress refused to spend uh, to to allocate money for it. Is the the federal government's basically wrapping up all of its uh, measures for dealing with COVID nineteen? Uh, you know they're going to be closing testing centers and they're going to stop the funding for producing monoclonal antibodies and uh, shipping them out to the various states to uh, help people treat the disease and other stuff like that. And at the same time, uh, there's a new a uh, highly infectious uh, subvariant of Omicron, which apparently is 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 apparently becoming uh, 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 the yeah, dominant shocking. strain around the world, and uh, there's been a marked uptick in the viral load discovered in the uh, when they test the uh, sewer effluent of various major U.S. cities, which is gross. But I mean that is one of the big indicators for how uh how the disease is going and it's one of the few really reliable forward indicators so usually as at, when the levels in the in the in the sewer uh, treatments go up uh like 2 weeks later we get a big spike in cases and whatnot so that's that's mm-hmm. something to look forward to and John like like things are bad in china aren't they i mean you were telling me yeah. there was a lockdown um, i didn't realize I, how I, how bad it had gotten there but yeah go ahead i didn't know we were going to switch uh topic so fast there no no it's important (laughs) i just wanted to say that the um the 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 whole thing with uh dst being because of um farmers is is not accurate um they actually lobbied against it 
like farmers because it makes no sense for farming. Uh, it was because of the it was because of World War One, and they wanted to um, conserve energy. Uh, and then after World War One, um, different municipalities were able to choose like which one they they wanted. Yeah, war, war, war makes everything interesting. So there are three cities um, in China that uh, um, have been uh, like are under a like a shutdown order. It's um, Shenzhen, Shanghai, and I forget which one. Uh, Hong Kong. I'll look it up. Um, maybe Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong um, Kong is is having a major public health crisis right now. It's probably Hong Kong then. Um, I just uh, wasn't sure if that was included as a city in China in the same way that Shenzhen and uh, Hong uh, Shanghai are. But uh, I will I will look it up. Um, but yeah, they they are having a major outbreak. Um, in in those like huge huge cities, um, and uh, that. This re- this, I don't know if I said this last. I don't think I, I. It was last week, but like I was listening to NPR, like the um, like I listened to the to the morning update, like a five minute update, and they were talking about like the dog show, the the English dog show or something, and they said it was the first dog show hosted post pandemic, and I just got very angry. <laughs> it's po- apparently the pandemic's over. And I wasn't informed. Oh, said post, yeah. Yeah, yeah. post pandemic. Shut up, NPR. God, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Come yep. on. Yep. <sighs> well, yeah. everybody's taking their masks off. Even Northampton's dropped their mask mandate. That's I excellent. saw uh, Doctor Doctor Fauci, and he was saying that twenty five percent of all new cases in the U.S. are the BA two, much more contagious. It's a sub variant of omicron and um we may get another spike here they Mm. don't think it's worse we have a lot of you know a lot of people had shots and a lot of people got it so there's some herd immunity perhaps Mm. uh, which is a stretch but china doesn't have that because they've been on zero um zero contact so they don't they are kind of and the UK also is starting to have them too. And they said, usually we're about three weeks behind the UK. So if the UK has got it now and John is saying it's in our, in our, uh, um, uh, affluent. Yeah. Affluent. That's a very good way. Yeah. That and, was Mike. I did not talk about poop on the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, in our, in our septic. Uh, contain your jealousy genre. but anyway so that means in about three weeks we're going to have a little uh, blip here and you know it 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 isn't gone not at all Uh, not Um, by by the way it's uh shenzhen uh shanghai and uh i i hope i'm pronouncing this right shengchun um Mm -hmm. Uh, those are the three cities i know of um hong kong probably is included in that but hong kong is kind of a special case yeah um but uh but yeah uh, Sh- uh shenzhen uh shanghai and Qingxun, uh are are just shut down <laughs> millions and millions of people that like sh- um shenzhen is a major uh manufacturing hub in uh in china and that because Uh-oh. of that shutdown there is going to be a major major uh work stoppage for a lot of industries yeah. um 
So. Yeah, I understand the Foxconn plant, which I think is in Shanghai, the you know major manufacturing plant where Apple makes a lot of its uh, iPhone components. Apparently, that's uh, closed down because they had yep. over a thousand COVID cases. So probably. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, my car was just in the shop, and uh, it was simple parts, but it took three weeks for them to get the parts. So my car yep. was in the shop for three weeks, and so that's going to get a lot worse. Oh yeah. Or any any because China makes a lot of um, a lot of semiconductors and all sorts of stuff. So oh boy, super cool, super awesome. Love it. Love every minute well, of it. We were saying on the when we took the break that um, I was telling you that oil went up this week again, forty cents a gallon, and you were saying that with the China shutdown, actually it's going the other way again. Yeah, um, lower the price per per barrel. Yeah, the uh, the price per barrel was above a hundred twenty dollars for a while. Um, but uh, because of this shutdown, because of I mean, I mean these are these are cities that are larger than like New York. Uh, they have like like 10 million, 20 million people in them. And if they're on shutdown, then there's a major um, lack of people using gas. So uh, price per barrel actually went down. I believe it's below $90 at this point as of this recording. 90, wow. So yeah, it's it's dropped like a rock. Um, investors are going nuts about it. Uh, it will go, obviously it'll go up again um, eventually, but um we will see like right now the like basically the price per barrel effects on actual like automobile gas and 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 things like that uh that is on a two week delay so we were we were at a peak level of uh of cost in like two three weeks ago uh it's dropped it's dropped significantly now so like in two three weeks from now you're you'll most likely see a dip in prices again. Hmm. I don't know why I know so much about this. Kind of weird. Um. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it goes up faster than it comes down. It's a little sticky on the downside, but yeah. well, yeah, they want to keep trying. Like they want to keep charging, but like as soon as it goes up, it'll shoot right up. But when it goes down, it'll trickle down. But mostly because mm -hmm. um, it's you know like uh like like the the like on on um. Route nine, the Cumberland Farms and the and the Route sixty six, they're always battling with their prices. Like you see one go up, and they, the next day the other one goes up, and then they'll like when the the price of oil goes down, places like that will keep lowballing each other. So that's how all the prices go down. Um, so I love competition. Competition, is yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. Um, yeah, so we should be seeing uh, gas prices go down uh, soon. However, it is getting into summer, and that's when prices go up just uh, because more people are going to be driving. Um, so it's a, it's a weird especially time. If, especially <laughs> if people are just like, yeah, no, I'm going to ignore COVID. Yeah, you know. it's post-pandemic. Let's go on a trip with yeah. old people and cough in their mouths it's fine woo you know ugh, geez, ugh, ugh. um but yeah uh, uh it's it's summer it's gonna be summer soon um it'll it'll probably um be kind of weird pricing wise starting in uh end of april in may uh but right now prices will be up just everybody 
but they they will go down soon. That was a huge departure. I don't know why I kept talking about oil. Biden, was it the House passed a bill um, to suspend normal trade relations with Russia? So we'll see if the Senate passes it next week, they which will impose hi- higher tariffs once they're not, uh, you know, um, what do you call it, uh, favored nation or yeah. normal normal nation. So they'll put tariffs on. So and the and the uh, unemployment rate is at a fifty year low, allegedly. So I yeah. think we're in for some turbulent times. Well, um, and you were saying that a lot of that is people have dropped out of the um, looking for unemployment. For yeah, employment. unemployment numbers are reflective of especially new people looking for work. Um, but uh, unemployed people on unemployment are required to be looking for work at the when while they're collecting. So if yeah. people just say, "I give up. I'm not. I'm not looking for work right now. Screw it," then they won't be collecting unemployment. So it's not the best metric for for seeing like how many people are unemployed. Also, uh, underemployed, you know, some people might find a job but only get to work 15 hours a week. And that yep. that doesn't uh, let them get unemployment. Um, and, you know, people Wait, that- Only 15 hours a week is enough to, to cancel unemployment? I don't know. I'm just pulling numbers oh. out of the air. Oh, okay. Um, but like they they're underemployed. That's my point. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You know. I just I thought I thought our unemployment system was like well anything less than twenty hours was okay. I mean, I but haven't worked I, in years, so <laughs> I I've never collected unemployment because um, I always I always either worked for myself or I had you know crappy jobs waiting tables I, and things. So. I have, <laughs> and uh, you doubt you. I have you have to like at least log in or call someone every week oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. tell them like what's going on but uh yeah people they, would come in my comic book store and drop off resumes and it was like you know why are you like you know you had a job working in to. aerospace <laughs> and it's like hey i'm i gotta look for work doesn't say what kind of work i have to look for and i'm like exactly right, well, thank you for but your resume sir please enjoy the store and whatever yeah but yeah, there are people that are underemployed and people that have stopped working there are people that have quit because uh, more people are realizing that uh, working yourself to death is not the best thing. Uh, so there are people that have just been quitting their jobs. Um, mm. And if you can do that and you're able to do that and still be self-sufficient and and everything and survive, good for you. Um, yes. <laughs> don't take abuse from your boss. Quit your job if you can. It is not worth it. Or so, <laughs> form a union, maybe. For, yeah. Or form a union, but uh, you can't because um, the country hates unions now. Uh, except for at Starbucks, there's like six Starbucks stores now. Um, oh, six! Yeah. By the way, funny fact about that: the uh, the the CEO CEO of of Starbucks is now not the CEO anymore. <laughs> no. I think he either he either got kicked out or resigned. He's he's not there. He, they asked the the guy before him to come back and run the company until they find a replacement. <laughs> I think it's because he is he has lost control of the of the of the different stores because like so many of them are either unionized or applying to be unionized. There is a it's just a wave. Of They're people. blaming him. Yep. Pro- I I don't enough. know. This is my this is my thought. You know, maybe, but 
Um, I would love that to be true. Um, the proletariat is revolting. <laughs> honestly, let's go. Let's yeah. freaking go. So, um, but yeah, the unemployment is not the best metric um, to uh, think about that. But uh, it's good that it is down. It is it is a metric that we can look at. Um, hopefully, that means that people are finding meaningful work. Um, hopefully, that means people are able to uh, sustain themselves and support themselves uh, again um, after after so long. You know. Um, people being worried about rent, food, and everything, you know, because, you know, we should be giving people money every month to stay inside, but no, we're not going to do that. So I'm glad that people are finding finding ways to support themselves. And didn't the not COVID there. money get it got it got stripped out of the um, out of the omnibus bill because yep. they couldn't agree on it? We talked about that last yep. week. Yep, they um, yeah. took out. Well, it's not COVID. It wasn't COVID relief, but it was funding for COVID services, uh, um, vaccinations, and and like uh, Mike said, uh, um, monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, medical word. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so that's going to be I reduced. Think, so I, I think they had um, Dr. Fauci come in. They're going to try and reintroduce it, but I guess they wanted him to explain why yeah, they never needed happen. more yeah. money. But it's not expected to pass the Senate because the Republicans are all expected yeah. to, you know, support a filibuster to, you know, stop spending money to deal with the uh, not over pandemic. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> The post-pandemic, very good. Yeah, post-pandemic, that's <laughs> great. Like I mean, post-racial so, and post-truth. Post-racial. Post-feminist. Yeah, and gender critical, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like the Democratic Party is not exactly like this uh, uh, shining beacon of light and and hope and goodness and principled whatever to the world not at all uh, but i mean my god why why is it that you know <laughs> the republican party just seems to be hell-bent on like you know what will be good things that kill people we want more dead americans so <laughs> let's 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 attack covid funding let's attack public health mandates you know let's let's prevent the cdc from doing studies into gun violence you know, I mean, well, you at least know. we're consistent. We order lots of um, <laughs> military parts, right? Sue, just, Sue, well, Sue you're the best. I just want to say that <laughs> at least we're consistent. That is yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you for yep. thank you for being yep. um, <laughs> military industrial complex. Yeah. Yep, you got to fund that. But well, and it. <sighs> Yeah, we do seem to always get a bug in our ear about what something costs when it has to do with uh, feeding people, but not shooting people. Yeah, and uh, I don't know where that comes from because I I don't I don't quite get the logic in that. But because yeah, competition, we do. <laughs> well, look at look at look at what Marco Rubio just did. Spend all his time on you know daylight savings time. Yeah, it was a pet and he, project. And he got this. it yeah. through. Hmm. Well, but people, they said people weren't paying attention. You know, nobody was paying attention and <laughs> they had a vote with nobody there. And well, it, Rubio, Rubio has <laughs> the lowest participation, you know, vote participation rate in the U.S. Senate last I checked. You know, like he yeah, skipped he the most votes. <laughs> yeah. So I think as people were like, you know, 
It's like, oh, Rubio's around. Clearly, there can't be a vote happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) He walks in, everybody. It's like the kid that can't hit that far. So everybody brings it in, and then he he scores a a grand slam. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like Um, this this kid is lucky to hit it past the second baseman. It's like, oh, God, no, wait. Uh, Speaking of, speaking just on, speaking just on the the DST bill again, uh, just really quick. um, The... It is. It is not yet being introduced in the House. Uh, Pelosi, uh, at least her her spokesman, is not really signaling that she's like super into it for some reason. And neither is the White oh, House. Oh, interesting. So they oh, might. Boy. It might have passed unanimously, but it's not going to go anywhere in the House <laughs> or the White House. Who knows? Which is really weird because you'd think that the house would be like, yeah, sure, screw it, why not, you know? But uh. well, <laughs> I, I guess I guess Speaker Pelosi wants more uh, daylight time so she can uh, trade stocks using insider knowledge. I mean, you know, it's, it's a rough oh, life. Oh, Mike! Oh, someone's got to live it. Hey, got him. <laughs> they, they all do that. They all used to not even be illegal for Congress. It they changed be. the law. When Pelosi got in the second time, they changed it a little bit, but there's still a huge loophole for insider trading for all of them. It's just corrupt, you know? It is corrupt. Anyways. uh, uh, (laughs) With that, thank you. (laughs) The music is here. Yeah, I tossed a grenade at the very last minute here. But yeah, I hear the music, so we do have to wrap up. So sorry, Sue. (laughs) But um, anyway, thank you for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, Our podcast of the show goes out in the wee hours of Monday morning, so you can listen to us on the streaming devices or listen to us all over again Monday afternoons at 4 p.m. with a repeat airing which you may be doing now. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.